Today's guest is J.M. Lively, the author of The Last Soul, the first installment of the Oraniya Codex series, a fantasy-based epic trilogy. Jonathan lives in Minnesota with his family and continues to explore the universe of Oraniya through writing novels. Jonathan, what made you want to live a more creative life? I've always been kind of creative. I remember all the way back to first, second grade, drawing all the time and doodling on the corner of homework and textbooks, much to my teacher's ire and all sorts of things. And I remember I had a project in fifth grade where I just opened the encyclopedia at the beginning of the year. And every time I came across something I thought was cool, I would draw something about it. And then I had just started this project on my own and my, no one knew anything about it. And then one day my teacher sees this just collection of notepad paper just stuffed into, you know, our flip top desk there. And she's like, what is all this? And so I showed her that I had at that point, probably like 75 drawings with like a little brief description of what each of them were. And she was like, Oh my gosh, these are awesome. So she hung them all. And then she told the other students in the class about it and said, this is a good idea. And your downtime, if you guys want to do this too, you know, I would be okay with you drawing as long as you were kind of doing it in this way, like write a little blurb about whatever it is you're drawing about. So you're like learning something by the end of the year, we had one whole wall of the classroom filled up. It was pretty cool. So I started off wanting to draw and doing a lot of those things. And then that's evolved over time, obviously, and now I'm a writer. I still enjoy some artistic stuff, you know, with digital art mostly. Um, but creatively, I found that I was best at writing. Even though I'm not the best writer, I am better at describing what I want to see versus showing what I want people to see. So writing was the path for me. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with a flow? And why did you make that your process? I would say a little bit of both. For the first book, uh, the one, only one I have published right now, I outlined like crazy for that book. I have like a 30-something page. It might be like 27 pages now outlined for it. But then as I began writing, I realized that my characters took on a mind of their own. And I liked just rolling with where that was going, where they took me in the story. So I had to vastly modify the outline I had for my first book, because by the end of the book, it was kind of close to where I thought it was going to go, but many details had changed. And I'm okay with that now. So I'm a bit more of a pantser now. And as I'm writing going forward, I'm working on three separate books at the moment. As I'm writing now, I definitely pants. I have an idea. I have main highlights I need to hit. I know who my primary people are and what they're going to be doing. But as far as the details and the conversations and how we get to where we're going, I just sort of let it fall onto the paper. I don't exactly plan all of that anymore. Do you have another job? And what are the pluses and minuses about that? Yeah, I definitely do. I am uh, not even close to being a full-time author at this point, although that is the dream one day. Uh, Currently, I'm a 911 dispatcher here in the county I live at, and there are big ups to doing that job. Currently, I'm working night shift, and on night shift, the calls you get tend to be bigger because usually the only people who call you uh, in the night usually have something real going on. We don't get a lot of the sort of BS admin calls, and we don't get a lot of the, you know, this person – is annoying me or the drive-through charge me an extra 
20 cents. We don't get a lot of those calls at night. Basically, if someone's up and doing something and we're getting a call, it's because they're going a little wild or someone shouldn't be doing something. And a lot of criminals go out at night. On the flip side, since we don't have a lot of the admin stuff, we have more downtime between our bigger calls. And during that downtime, I'm basically allowed to do whatever I want because we need to be able to drop whatever we're doing when that call comes in. So we don't have a lot of side projects. We don't have a lot of you know, side work that we need to do. There's a lot of work that comes with each call and some of that will go beyond when the call is over and that's fine. But uh, as far as extra projects, we don't really get those at work at this point. So I'm able to just occupy my time however I see fit. So I try and write and work on my marketing during that time. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? No one else knows. Okay, have very few people. <laughs> I'll say that that's not that's not accurate because uh, my wife she knows it all. But probably the biggest thing is that, and, and there are a fair amount of people who know this, but I would say the majority of people in my life don't. That I used to be homeless and. I, you know, legitimately lived on the streets for a little bit. And I think a lot of people have a stigma about homeless. And I think a lot of people have a stigma about what that person is going to do with the rest of their life or just being a non-productive member of society or something. And really that's, that's not always the case. There's sometimes you just get down on your luck and things fall apart and that's where you end up and you can, you know, put your boots back on and pull yourself up by the straps and make it happen just like I did. And I learned a lot from that. You know, I, I look back on my life and I wouldn't change anything that's happened. I've learned a lot of my lessons the hard way, but you know, sometimes that's just how people learn. And it's given me a good perspective. It helps me with the job I do now for dispatching. It helps me with my writing. Uh, and it, you know, it taught me certain things about how people are and how they behave and, you know, people who are kind and people who aren't it gives me good skills when I'm meeting people too. I have a very good read on people right when I meet them, because when you're living on the streets, you meet a lot of different kinds of people and you have to have a good idea of how that person's going to behave in a very short amount of time if you want to protect yourself. So I, I think that's valuable experience. I'm not saying that everyone should go through it. I'm definitely not saying that. But I think it's something that people should note that just because someone is homeless doesn't mean this is a permanent lot in life, doesn't mean they chose it. And it doesn't mean they're a terrible person either. Sometimes bad things just happen. I find it terrifying how thin our protective nets are to keep that from happening to people. Yeah, and I think COVID has really shown how true that is because most people, definitely the middle class and you know anyone who's in the lower class, are only a couple paychecks away from being homeless. And it's sad that that's the truth, but it is. And so trying to put yourself in a position where that's not the case anymore, where if something were to happen, you could provide and you could make things happen – has definitely been a goal for me. I know I never want to go through that again. I never want any of my children to experience it, anyone in my family. So it gives you a new perspective on how you approach life. That's for sure. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? Creative routines, easy for me. I basically do the same thing every time I'm by myself and able to type, you know, if I'm just typing between calls at work, I just, I type whatever I can, but I can't really set that up in any sort of way. But when I'm at home, 
I usually tap at night. Family's asleep. I have quiet time to myself. Throw on some headphones. I listen to music that doesn't have any uh, any singing or any uh, words in it. I just audio only, like a lot of meditation music. Sometimes some EDM type type stuff. Uh, maybe some rock and roll without without singing or yelling or anything like that because that distracts me. And then I just go. I just go. Whatever. If I'm writing a fight scene, I'll listen to rock and roll. If I'm just writing dialogue and stuff, meditation music is good for me. If I'm writing a scene where someone's adventuring through a forest, I'll throw on some adventure type music. I like scores from movies as well. As far as writing inspirations, uh, a lot of other art inspires me, whether it's you know still picture art or video, movies, what have you. Initially, almost all of my creative sort of juices when I was younger till now were a lot of like the cartoons I grew up with and anime. I really fell in love with anime when I was in like middle school. I read a lot of the comics now too. I don't have a lot of time to sit there and watch a whole episode, especially with kids and family and whatnot. So if I find a few minutes, I can read that week's chapter of something in like two minutes or five minutes instead of sitting there and waiting 20 to 30 minutes to watch an episode. But sometimes I do like to watch stuff, of course, too, because seeing it animated and seeing things flow and move gives me more inspiration than others. If I'm feeling like maybe I want to immerse myself in a certain world, I one of the stories I'm working on right now is heavily Viking-inspired. So I watched the show, but I also downloaded a podcast. So one of my inspirations, too, is I'll listen to lectures or podcasts about a specific thing I'm doing. So the lecture I downloaded for Vikings was like 30 chapters long. It was like 14 hours of talking about Vikings from, you know, the earliest inception of them that we have on record to basically how are they now? And so that was really interesting learning all that stuff about them too. So really whatever I can get my hands on, but I do, the things I love the most right now is I still enjoy reading and watching anime and manga I really enjoy uh, podcasts where I'm learning about something that I want to write about. And then beyond that, just sort of letting situations in life inspire me, especially being a dispatcher. Crazy things come up. We get all sorts of weird calls. And so when you get one of those calls, sometimes it gives you inspiration for a situation that can happen between your characters that can turn your story a little bit. Hey, I need them to get to this point. Let's introduce a conflict. I've got plenty of conflicts in the back of my head from things I've heard that I can use now to turn a story. What three things do you wish you had known earlier in your creative journey? In my creative journey in general, nothing really because I was just exploring being creative. But when it comes to writing specifically, Oh, there's so much. The first thing is marketing. Uh, I kind of went into this thinking that I was going to be getting published by someone else. Someone else was going to basically take me under their wing. That wasn't the case. And I don't blame them for that. It just maybe it was a miscommunication. It doesn't matter. But I kind of got to the point where I was ready to publish and was like, okay, great. Like I'm ready. And then, okay, well, here's how you self-publish and good luck. I didn't know I was going to have to worry about anything marketing wise. And it's my biggest struggle. I've tried two other businesses at this point as well. And both of them, the number one thing that I struggle with is marketing and I'm good at selling. I've had plenty of jobs where I sell, but all of those situations, the leads were coming to me. I was not developing my own leads. One of them, it was kind of, you know, 50, 50 on that, but I was good at that. 
But now when I have to not even just develop leads, when I have to legitimately market myself so people have ever even heard of me, that's really tough for me. It's not something that comes naturally to me. I have to learn it. It's something that I have to struggle and try at. It's not something that I'm just picking up. So that's tough, but it is what it is. So that probably be the number one marketing. Number two is keeping myself on a routine. I obviously I have a family, I have a job, I have other things going on for right now, as much as I love doing this and I want it to be a full-time thing, it's still basically a hobby when it comes to how much time I can dedicate to it and, you know, how much financially it's doing for me. So being able to control my time better and have a better routine and know exactly when I'm doing this and that. And thirdly, a third one doesn't really come to mind. Those are basically the two things I really struggle with. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? Well, I discovered this tool uh, a little while ago, months ago, in fact, but I didn't utilize it until very recently. There's a Facebook group called 20 Books to 50K, and I got into that group almost right after I published when I realized I was going to have to do all the marketing, but it was almost like too much information. Like I went in there and there was a lot of people succeeding, but the posts are not short little one sentence things with a funny meme picture. I mean, we're talking like you're going to have to sit on a post and you need to read for 10 minutes to finish reading the post. And then you get to comb through comments to figure out what everyone else is doing and what's working and what's going to work for you. And it's a study process. It's not just hopping on a group and getting a quick answer. It is jumping into a group and learning about what you need to do and how to apply it to your own situation. I have finally pushed myself to really just dive in the group and just start from the bottom and work up. What's the basics that they're teaching here? Let's build the foundations. And it's been hugely helpful. I have found so much information that there were many times that I I was Googling, how do I do this? Or where do I go here? Who do I contact for this? And I was able to find almost all my answers in that group. I just had to learn how to look for them. And I had to have the patience to actually read and think for myself and apply some critical thought to get the job done. It's a remarkably helpful group, but there's not a lot of handholding. No, there really isn't. Either you're going to do the work and you're going to learn or you're not. And I think that's sort of what makes the group great, though, is no one really holds your hand. There's going to be people who are going to motivate you. There's I've seen plenty of posts of like, I'm at my wits end, guys. I just don't even know what to do. And that's the whole post. And you'll see 500 likes and 200 comments. And it's people who are stretching out a hand to help you, but it's to help you get started. It's to put you on the right path. I don't think you're going to find someone who's just going to be like, let me just take you under my wing and they're just going to help you do it all. They're just going to push you into the right direction. And then it's on you. It definitely weeds out people who are actually going to do the work and who are going to be productive and who are going to be helpful to the group versus those that are looking for the handout. What project or message would you like to tell listeners about today? project I'd like to tell people about is that I am definitely working on the sequels to my first book. I planned on having, you know, my next sequel written a year later, but that was before I went into the whole, I don't know how to market. And this is how you actually be an author and all this other stuff. So I've realized a lot of my mistakes and I want to nail a lot of those down before I release my next book, but I do want to inform people and assure them there is another book coming. I will finish out this trilogy and I already have the next story started. So that's the project I want people to know about as far as maybe advice or something for people to know. um, I always like to say this, it was the best piece of advice I got on my journey when I first got started was to just write. And I know that that is really vague and it can mean a lot of different things to different people. 
But for me, here's what it meant was I hit a block at like 10 chapters. I didn't know how to keep going. I was trying to perfect what I had. I was trying, I was going back and getting all my spelling errors. I was going back and, well, maybe this scene doesn't work exactly how I wanted. And I just kept nitpicking it to death. And, you know, the guy who sort of mentored me right away, he told me, he says, you got to stop doing that. It's your first draft. Your first draft for your first story, you just got to write. You just got to put the story down on paper you can go back and fix all that stuff later and he told me so far he says i want to challenge you he says over the next week write a chapter a night and on each of those chapters don't go back for a single thing i don't care if you misspelled the word the and you just did it and you don't even have another word typed just move on just keep typing just keep writing and that's what i like to tell people who talk about wanting to write when you've published a book whether it's good or not and i'm definitely in that bottom barrel right now when you've done that a lot of people are going to say, wow, I've always wanted to do that. I think that's super cool. I can't believe you did that. How'd you do that? And there's no trick. There's no anything. And I know there's a lot of people who are out there that are way more creative than I am. Really, it's just sitting your butt down and writing. You just got to tell yourself to do it and you got to follow through and do it. And the biggest hurdle I had was not trying to nitpick my story to death and make it perfect from the beginning. It's like word vomit. Just let it flow. Just let it fall onto the paper. And when you've got the last word done and you've told your whole story, then on your second draft to go through, fix all that crap, make sure it all makes sense, put it in the order it needs to be in, and then you can start picking your story apart and perfecting it. Always a good place to start. It's hard to edit a blank page. Correct. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's a, this is a nice quick one, but I also got to talk about the things that I like about on it too. So succinct, direct questions. I like it. You've been listening to Pants On or Off all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.